What's up, guys? This is UFC Unwrapped, Episode 1, member of the Unwrapped Sports Network. I'm Brent Sahadi, joined by co-host Brandon Starkey. How's it going, guys? Follow us on Twitter at UFC Unwrapped and also at Unwrapped Sports if you're interested in other sports like NFL and NBA. You can listen on podcast.com and the Pulse Podcast Network. You can find this at pulsepodcastnetwork.com or download the app from the Apple Store. Through the app, you'll be able to access more than 55 other podcasts focused on other sports. You can also find us on the Apple Podcast app once we launch episode two. For all other podcasts and amazing articles, check us out at unwrappedsports.com. So during this podcast, we're going to break down the fights for UFC 235, the return of John Jones. Uh, some fights more than others. We're going to give our betting tips and predictions, and we're also going to talk about what's next for some of the fighters after their potential wins or losses. The first fight I want to talk about is Misha Kirkinov and Johnny Walker. Mm-hmm. I don't know where to start on this fight. Johnny Walker just won how long ago? Was it even a month ago? February 2nd yeah. was his last win. This guy's style is insane. Expect spinning stuff, expect high kicks, followed by a spinning elbow. His, his style hasn't really been seen, especially at that division. I love this matchup. Misha Kirkinov has an amazing wrestling background. He definitely can take this fight to the ground where we haven't seen Johnny Walker. But we know on the feet how dangerous Johnny Walker is with two back-to-back knockouts in under two minutes. His last knockout was in 15 seconds and he won by spinning back fist <laughs> followed by punches. He got an elbow knockout on Khalil Roundtree who's actually a phenomenal striker. He trains with Anderson Silva. So he's no joke. He His record is not padded. He's thirsty. He's young. 26 years old. Going up against Misha Kirkinov. 32 years old. So I wouldn't say age is a difference in this fight, but Misha getting KO'd by Vulcan the way he did and then TKO'd by Glover. I mean, Glover has the jujitsu, so it makes sense, but that Vulcan loss makes me nervous for Misha because Vulcan has the same style as Johnny, except Johnny's more creative and arguably has more power. Yeah. Johnny Walker, KO, first round. Ooh, first round. Yeah, you know, I, I love Johnny Walker. He's 2-0 and so far in the UFC, and like you, like you said, I think this kid's on the fast track to the top. The only thing that I'm worried about with Walker coming into this fight is Walker is coming in on short notice, like you said at the beginning. You know, he's only it's only been a few weeks since his last fight. Yeah, but it's okay. When you're saying short notice, like he won his fight in 15 seconds. True. He had a full training camp. It was earlier this month. He he called for a, a fight against Misha days after. I think he's just been training. I don't think that there, this is like a short notice fight. It's not like when Chad Mendes fought McGregor and was literally hunting and then came straight to the octagon <laughs> from the woods. Like this is someone who trained really hard for a camp, performed excellently. I wouldn't even say like the short notice matters. I yeah. think he didn't he didn't get touched in his last fight. <laughs> but the step up in competition is I think Well and he has to cut a little bit of weight, so that, that could affect his his game a, a tiny bit. But yeah. We'll see. You know, Misha I think the only chance Misha has in this fight is if it does go to the ground. Like you said, we haven't seen Johnny Walker on the ground, so that could be interesting to see. Right now, uh, Vegas has this at Walker minus 135 and Misha at plus one. But I should mention, I mean, Misha does have knockouts on his record. Like, he's had some great submissions over some amazing fighters. Mm-hmm. So, again, we haven't really seen Johnny on the ground, especially in the UFC at all. So, a submission win by Misha is 
Definitely a lot of potential. Yeah, he does have seven submissions so far in his UFC career. So That power from Johnny in the first 15 seconds or two minutes or first round, I mean, that's... Could take him by surprise. That's <laughs> scary. Scary. Um, the, anyways, the next fight. Zabit Magomed Sharapov. Mm. Jeremy Stevens. This fight could headline a fight night right now. Even with Jeremy Stevens coming off a loss, I mean, he lost to Jose Aldo. That's Huge that's not shot. that wasn't an easy fight at all, and I think just because you're coming off a loss to Aldo, you shouldn't look past him. Aldo, I mean his his resume speaks for itself. He was one time number one pound for pound. People still might consider him the the best featherweight to walk on this earth. So Jeremy, I'm not really holding that against Jeremy Stevens. Mm-hmm. He he fought an absolute killer in Jose Aldo, and before that he had two really bad knockouts against. And by bad, I mean phenomenal. <laughs> Against Josh Emmett, who was actually the favorite in that fight. You know, people thought Stefan's power wasn't going to be enough to take out Emmett, who only had one loss on his record. Stefan's gave him his first knockout. So, Stefan's has the power. Yes, he lost to Jose Aldo, but he's still a killer. He beat Duhu Choi. Again, I don't take anything against Jeremy Stevens for that loss to Aldo. Yeah. But, when we're talking about <laughs> Magomed Sharapov... I mean, this guy has absolutely no holes in his game. When it comes to his submissions, he submits people in freaky ways, knee bars, things that you don't see often. And his yeah, striking... Yeah, he does that these he, days. <laughs> he puts it together so well. And usually guys will specialize in, in one thing. They'll, ha- they'll be really good in submissions, really good at striking, one or the other. And um, Magomed Sharapov, he puts it together in a way that we really haven't seen, especially at this division. Again, not taking anything against Jeremy Stevens. He has all the capabilities to get the KO, but that's his only key to victory in this fight. Besides that, I see Magomed Sharapov picking him apart, a showcase of strikes against Stephens. We're going to really see how many tools he has, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets some freak submission or uh, a really clean TKO in the second or third round. I think, that's, I think that's a great call. You know, Zabit, yeah, 4 0 in the UFC so far, and he's a huge prospect in the division. And like you said, you know, three out of his, out of his four wins have been by submission in, in some of them in crazy ways. Jeremy, yeah, he does have quick hands and he's very aggressive. So we could see something strike, but I, I'm going to go with Zabit as well. And uh, yeah, he's a well rounded fighter. What are they ranked right now? Zabit Magomed Sharapov is ranked 13. Okay. And. Stefan's is actually ranked sixth. So if Zabit gets the win and hops Jeremy Stevens in the rankings, I mean there's some good guys in the top. I would I would love to see Magomed Sharapov style against a guy like Frankie Edgar. I agree. Yeah, Frankie Edgar would be a great fight, but I also like Brian Ortega. You know, I, I think that, that both of those fights would be incredible to watch. And I think that Zabit does have the ability to fight either one of those guys. Not taking anything away from Ortega, I think if Magomed Sharapov performs very well against Stevens, I think he's actually going to be a favorite against Ortega. Him against Edgar might be a little bit closer of a fight. It was really sad to see Brian get pieced up the way he did against Holloway. I hope Ortega heals well and gets back and gets a good fight. He deserves it, man. Brian Ortega's put in some good work so far in the UFC. I can't stop thinking about the Johnny Walker fight, though. I think that's... I'm so excited for that fight. We didn't even talk about what would be next for Johnny Walker going up at, at light heavyweight. Yeah, let's get into that real quick. 
he's ranked 15th, and he's going up against Misha, who's 14th. So, the, Johnny Walker is not a guy that you necessarily want to throw to the, the Wolves, the top killers in the light heavyweight division. I want to see him face some good competition in the middle of the top rankings. Like, I think Dominic Reyes would be a good fight for Johnny Walker, mm. or uh, even Vulcan. I think Vulcan Ozdemir versus Johnny Walker. They both have the same style, just throw leather, go for the first round knockout. That would be, that could definitely headline a fight night. Yeah, 100%. I like that. Gives him a lot of, a lot of opportunity. And I think this fight will give him a lot of publicity as well. You know, he's only 2-0 so far in the UFC, but a win in this, in this fight would, would give him a lot of credibility. Yeah, I wouldn't even be surprised if he called out Jimmy Manawa. I think that'd be a really interesting yeah. matchup. Let's talk about Pedro Munoz and Cody Garbrandt. I was thrilled when this fight was booked. Many people don't know, they don't know Pedro Munoz. That's not a household name whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Even most UFC fans aren't super hype on Pedro Munoz, but if you look at his record, I mean, he went to decision and lost a split decision to John Dodson. He lost to Jimmy Rivera via split decision, lost to Rafael Asansa. Like Those three guys right there are the top tier in the division. He's beaten everyone else he's faced, and he's looked really good. So, Garbrandt, I mean, he was 11-0, was champ, was tearing through people, gets the fight with Dillashaw, mad tension, gets KO'd twice the same exact way. Not saying I'm suspect of Garbrandt's chin, but I'm kind of suspect of Garbrandt's chin. (laughs) It's like, where is he, where's his head at for this fight? I don't know. Is he coming in with the same style before he got KO'd? Is he coming in as a more patient Cody Garbrandt? Is he going to try to take Munoz to the ground? What's Munoz's game plan? This guy's very unpredictable himself. He's I, got incredible jiu-jitsu skills. Right, so, right. You know, his leg kicks and body kicks, I think, will be a huge factor in this fight for him. Yeah, same way Dillashaw used those same tools against Garbrandt. Right. Again, he caught him with the hands. He did, you know, and uh, I think it'll be interesting as well because we've seen Cody so focused on the Dillashaw fights for the past few years that switching it up, it's going to be interesting to see how he comes into this fight and his style of fight. Um, I think that he will come into this fight with a lot more composure and he'll be quick on his feet as always. You know, we've seen him fly around that ring, uh, around that cage, excuse me. Um, (laughs) I think that... you're, You're thinking about when... Fury got robbed right now. Yeah, right. Get your head out of it. Yeah, I think this fight will be way more composed for Garbrandt, and he'll be a lot more put together. Um, I think it'll be a great matchup for Cody. And uh, in order to win, he'll need to avoid the leg kicks and uh, being taken down. But I think this fight will go to decision. I don't see Garbrandt getting taken down. I think his wrestling pedigree is enough to neutralize the jiu-jitsu. So I don't see a submission win possible. For Munoz, I think Munoz, what he really needs to focus on is his cardio, because we've seen Garbrandt's cardio at five rounds when he completely outclassed Dominic Cruz. Yeah, That was an intimidating performance by Garbrandt, and I hope we see that kind of style Garbrandt come out. The fresh, the, the, the free-flowing, the confident Garbrandt, um, not necessarily going for the one-shot KO. I like Garbrandt in this fight. I would not give betting advice on this fight whatsoever. Um, this is a fight where you should just sit back and watch for the entertainment. And I think that's why they booked this fight. I think, and especially for the value of the two fighters, it's pretty much a pick em fight. Mm-hmm. Cody's a, a slight favorite, but again, I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet on this. And seeing where Garbrandt is in the rankings, I mean, he's number two. Wow. I don't know where Dillashaw's at right now, coming off that quick 
KO, the maybe questionable KO by Cejudo. But uh, I'd love to see Garbrandt versus Marlon Moraes next. I don't think Marlon has a fight booked. Yeah, I'm going to take Garbrandt by decision in this fight, for sure. Uh, I'd love to see him get back on his feet and uh, back on his uh, winning victories. Sam? Uh, okay, so Tisha Torres, I mean, she's she's coming off of two losses to two amazing fighters, though, so you can't really hold that against her. I mean, she she beat Michelle Waterson before that, but her losses to Jessica Andrade and Joanna Janjacek, those... Okay, those guys, like those girls, sorry, or non-binary, cool. They they are the top, top, top in the division. So I don't want to necessarily hold that over Tisha Torres. But what I do hold over Tisha Torres is she's very comfortable with being boring. I mean, her, nine of her ten wins are decisions. Mm-hmm. And she's going up against this killer in Wiley Zhang, who's on a 17-fight win streak. Only two of her wins are by decision. The rest are by stoppage. So the way I look at this fight is who's going for the win? Who's who's the more competitive fighter? Who wants to win more? I'm convinced Zhang gets this win. I wouldn't be surprised if she gets it even in the first round. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on that. You know, Like you said, Torres, she's a great fighter, but only has one submission and no TKOs, whereas... Zhang is just an amazing ground game and grappling abilities. I mean, she lost her first professional fight, and then after that has been undefeated. Mm-hmm. So she's a freak athlete, and uh, she's only 2-0 so far in the UFC, but I think that number is going to rise really quickly. She, I mean, nine KOs, TKOs, and then seven submissions on her record. Like, she can finish a fight how she wants. Yeah. And I think she will get that this time, and I think Tisha is going to have to really reevaluate her game plan. I don't know if she's made the adjustments yet because we haven't really seen much of Zhang. So I think Zhang's going to be a huge wake-up call for Tisha. Right. I Again, I wouldn't will... bet on this fight, though. No, I wouldn't either. But I think uh, if I had to bet, I, I would take I would take Zhang. Right now, Vegas has it at minus 135 Zhang plus 105 Torres. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. That makes sense. I'd, I'd love to see Zhang uh, start making a name for herself in the UFC. So someone who... This is a very highly speculated fighter, and no, he's not on the rankings yet, but because he's coming into the UFC for his first fight, you guys know Ben Askren, I'm sure, 18-0, coming in to fight Robbie Lawler. So Robbie Lawler's ranked 6th, so if Ben Askren goes from unranked UFC debut, puts on a clinic against Robbie Lawler, there's so many fun fights, so many fun matchups for Askren, especially because his attitude. I don't know if you guys follow him on Twitter, but he talks a lot of smack to the top guys in the division. He wants every fight. He wants the tough fights. Um, him and Woodley train together, though, so that fight would never happen, unfortunately, although the matchup's beautiful. But uh, I think... It'd be great to see him fight Usman. Yeah, but we're, okay, we, well, we can't talk about Usman yet because yeah. we haven't got to the Usman-Woodley <laughs> fight. But... I mean, even like a Darren Till versus mm. Ben Askren, Darren Till got, he, so everyone's talking about that wrestler-striker matchup between Woodley and Till, and Woodley won that fight, but Woodley did not use his wrestling to beat Till. Woodley actually used his striking to beat Till. So again, we haven't seen much of the, a, a real fresh Till facing uh, not that big of a striker in Askren. I could see that being a fun fight, but Till has a fight booked against Masvidal right now, so like, let's let that one play out. Yeah. But uh, again, if, if Askren can take Lawler out of that sixth spot, maybe even Rafael Dos Anjos would be a fun fight. It would. be interesting. 
Yeah, Robbie comes into this fight, you know, nine and three, and he's previously the welterweight champion. <laughs> he's got heavy hands, man. He's got the endurance of a bull. So, but Askren doesn't get hit exactly. So that's and that's what's going to be interesting to watch. Um, I'd say the only way Robbie actually wins this fight is if he can stay standing, which I highly doubt. Um, ben has the ability to strike. Uh, obviously, this fight's just going to go to the ground, though. I don't think there's any any doubt about that. Yeah, I mean, what would really even be next for Lawler if he wins? I guess it depends how he wins. If he viciously knocks out Askren, I mean, that's really unfortunate because the hype behind Askren, even to just get him in the UFC, was crazy. So now, if Robbie Lawler gets a clean KO of Askren, I mean, are you going to put Lawler against Wonderboy? I think that's a terrible matchup for Lawler. Are you going to put Lawler against... Dos Anjos, who he already lost to. Mm-hmm. Are you going to put Lawler against Till? I think I still think that's a bad matchup for Lawler. I'm not trying to bag on Lawler, but at this point, like I just kind of want him to hang it up. Yeah. I kind of want him to... He's already going to be a Hall of Famer, and he's had, but he's had so many crazy wars, and I just don't want to see him against anyone in the top five. He's ranked sixth right now. I don't want to see him go through anyone in the top five. I think it's not going to look good. I'm taking Askren to take this fight to the ground, ride on the back of Lawler, chant USA... Ground and pound win. I think early second round he'll get um he'll get that TKO. All right, yeah. Um, you know Vegas is saying Askren minus two eighty. Lawler is plus two twenty. So heavy favorite for Askren. And uh, I'm gonna have to agree with you with that I'm gonna call the fight as a second round submission. Oh, so you got the submission? Yeah, I'm gonna cool. take submission yeah, second round now. So now is your boy Usman. Yes. Marty from Nebraska. Two world titles <laughs> on the line. What do we even say about this fight? This fight, okay, it's a good fight, but I'm I'm pretty sure everybody wanted to see Woodley versus Covington. Oh, 100%. so that would have been the money fight. I mean, that's a that's a massive pay per view on its own. Let's not talk about Covington right now. Let's put the focus um, actually on Kamaru Usman, who he does have the resume. He's not that likable of a fighter. He doesn't have the personality. He he's trying to kind of come out like this upcoming superstar. In the press conference, he told Woodley that he can do everything. He can do better. I think Woodley handled that press conference really well. I don't know if you guys watched it. Woodley told him to his face. He's like, man, what do you do better than me? Like, what, do you think you can wrestle better than me? No. Can you strike better than me? No. I mean, Usman getting the KO is off the table. In order for Usman to get the submission against Tyron Woodley, I mean, Tyron Woodley, his wrestling background, he's not going to the ground. And he has five submission wins himself. He's never been submitted. Anyone who says Usman is going to finish Woodley, I just, I don't see it. It Unless Woodley gets gassed, which he has been known for. But he's uh, shown a lot of improvement against Wonderboy. We saw that. He really paces himself. His cardio is getting much better. And he and he carries those heavy hands even into the later rounds. He dropped Stefan Wonderboy Thompson yeah. in the fourth round with one punch. He, he carries his power to the later rounds. I got Woodley as a, as a safe bet. Again, just a tip. And his value is good. He's always been an underdog. I think this is his first fight as a favorite. I like I like Woodley in this fight. And yeah. I think Kamaro, I, I respect him. And I think he has a lot of potential. I don't think his style makes any sense to beat Tyron Woodley. That's my opinion. All righty. Yeah, you know, uh, Woodley is just an absolute unit. He's got seven KOs and, and five submissions. He just came off an amazing performance against Darren Till. Um, yeah, outstanding athlete all around, and always is able to switch up his uh, his approach of, of fighting depending on who he, uh, he's fighting against. I think this fight will have a lot of grappling. 
Uh, it won't be the most fun to watch, I don't think, because there will be, like I said, a lot of a lot of grappling. But it depends which kind of fans you have. Exactly, Vegas. You might hear some uh, some booze out there. <laughs> but yeah, so Kamaru Usman comes uh, comes into this fight eight and zero in the UFC with a lot of those wins being against a few notable fighters. Uh, he's he's very athletic. His conditioning is incredible, as, as well as his stamina. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Usman here just to make it interesting. I'll give that to Usman. He does have the incredible cardio, but what's cardio if you have no tools? Right. Like right. I mean, not that he doesn't have tools, but his his style doesn't make. He, he, it's not impressive to Woodley. Woodley's not intimidated by this fight. I think it's gonna be a big wake up call for Usman, and I think once Usman loses to Woodley again, in my opinion, I think uh, Usman versus someone like Wonderboy Thompson that'd be a really fun fight too, because we saw how. Thompson and Woodley played out, so um, maybe that'd be a good style for Thompson as well. Yeah, I think it'll be a good fight to watch, and um, yeah, we'll see. How Can it you goes. imagine if Usman? I mean, it doesn't even matter who wins between Till and Masvidal, but can you imagine Usman against one of those guys? <laughs> that'd be the boxing of of Jorge Masvidal against someone as confident in every aspect of their game in Usman. That's a fun fight. And someone like Darren Till with his confidence and his striking capabilities. Again, the ground game is questionable, but I mean if he can if he can put on a, a good performance against Jorge Masvidal, he'll keep his ranking at three and I think that's the that's gonna probably be the next fight for Usman is gonna be against someone like Till or hopefully even Masvidal if Masvidal can get the win against Till. Yeah, I agree. And so Vegas has Woodley right now, minus 150, Usman plus 130. And I think Tyron, I mean, it sucks so bad GSP retired. I mean, I'm happy for GSP, but Woodley versus GSP would have been such a fun fight. Mm. Such a fun fight. So I don't know what's next for Woodley. If he's feeling going up to middleweight, Tyron Woodley versus Yoel Romero. What a fight that would be. That could be a fun fight. Yeah. Um, it really depends on, because at UFC 236, that we'll get to. Uh, Kevin Gastelum is fighting Israel Adesanya for the interim middleweight belt. Yeah. So if one of those guys, I mean, Woodley versus Israel Adesanya. I love Adesanya. I think that kid's going to do some great things in the UFC. We'll get into that in a little bit. So for the, the return of John Jones, <sighs> I don't even know where to begin for this fight. I think this fight is just, the, the, the best way I can describe this fight is medieval sacrifice <laughs> that's what we're gonna see here i think what we're seeing right now is anthony smith who's no joke i'm not taking anything away from anthony smith but when you're going up against like the speculated greatest of all time in john jones who's able to read fighters in just 30 seconds to a minute sometimes he takes his time but then he calculates all these things and he implements it together to create a game plan on the fly so i could see him Within the first minute or two, getting the timing down of Anthony Smith, who's going to be that ruthless underdog with nothing to lose, which is kind of scary, I guess, for mm -hmm. Jones. But if DC didn't have the, the power, who, by the way, DC went undefeated at heavyweight, and the only guy he's ever lost to in any weight division was DC, mm -hmm. or uh, sorry, John Jones, rather, I think Anthony Smith is going to get figured out in two minutes. I think Jones is going to have fun with him. He's going to toy with him for the last couple minutes of the first round. And then maybe a minute into the second round, we can either see Jones take him down, get a submission, or we're going to see a nasty maybe head kick or body kick knockout by Jones. But again, this is just, this is a sacrificial <laughs> fight. And uh, 
And the value on either fighter doesn't really make sense for betting. I mean, like, if you like to risk money, maybe put a few bucks on Anthony Smith, but I, I just... It had to be a miracle. Yeah. I mean, Anthony Smith is, is fighting at 205 now. Um, he's had some great performances, don't get me wrong, but jumping uh, uh, up to Jones is... I mean, Jones is just a different beast. Um, I think Jones is going to beat him in every aspect of the fight. And like mm -hmm. you said... Uh, he's going to feel him out for the first 30 seconds to a minute, and then it's just going to be over. I'm calling TKO latest second round. Yeah, Jones is coming into this fight, obviously, 23-1. and one, And in my opinion, the best fighter that we've we've seen to date. Right, um, right. And I think the only thing that really makes sense is like an early finish for Jones because Smith knows Jones has the cardio to go to the decision. It's there. Anthony Smith, we, we haven't tested his five round especially championship level cardio he's going for the first round knockout that's what anthony smith's doing he's he's gonna be swinging he's gonna be throwing john jones is gonna i mean he can either counter he can do whatever he wants to him it's it's john jones by however he wants in this fight yeah. unfortunately there's no one else at light heavyweight i can imagine jones fighting and being any type of draw Unless he hangs out for a little bit and Johnny Walker goes on an absolute tear of three or four fights, that would be a pretty fun fight, but we're thinking too far ahead there. I want to right. see John Jones go to heavyweight, DC, trilogy fight, or even a Stipe Miocic fight at heavyweight could be fun. I, d I don't see anybody at heavyweight harming Jones. No, and Jones has already stated he plans on, it's, it's inevitable that he goes and fights heavyweight, so... You know, when's that going to happen? We don't know. But, you know, this is this is his, what, 12th, 12th straight title fight? <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's... I want to see Cormier fight Jones at heavyweight. If you remember their, their most recent fight, Cormier was boxing him up. Yes. He, but he didn't he didn't get the knockout, but he, he really hit Jones a lot. And, again, DC's undefeated at heavyweight, and his power is insane. He got the first round finish over Stipe Miocic. I think that's first round. I'll fact check that. If he can translate that power into Jones, we already know that DC style works against Jones, at least in the earlier rounds. We might even see that uh, international fight week during the summer if Jones, if Jones finishes Anthony Smith impressively. He doesn't even really need to, but I, I would love to see that fight during international fight week. DC versus Jones at heavyweight. That's the only fight to make. I don't want to see that Brock Lesnar bullshit. Yeah, yeah right. Um, that's the only None fight left for for those guys, I really think so. I gotta agree with you on that. Yeah, it's a pretty stacked card. I'm really, I'm really excited for uh, quite a few of these fights. I think there's a lot of names that could be made more relevant in the UFC that are fighting on this card. Yeah, this card it definitely opens up a lot of doors for a lot of fighters. I'm really, this is just such an entertaining card, an amazing card. Anyone who says that this card is not exciting, just watch the card. You'll see that it, there's a lot of exciting fights. Even if some of them go to decision, you're going to be entertained. Yeah, I did fact check DC. He did get the first round win over Stipe Miocic. So you just see how his power translates. I mean, Stipe was considered the greatest of all time heavyweight for a sec. And for DC to go back to heavyweight from light heavyweight after getting finished by Jones and then KOing Miocic in the first round. I mean, he took the Miocic's shots well, yeah. very well. And he... And did what he had to do. He finished the job. I'm not interested in the rematch. I know Stipe's calling for the rematch. I don't care for the rematch. I mean, if you, how much better can DC win the fight? He won in the first round. He, he's not going to win that fight more impressively. I don't see the rematch there. 
But again, that's the only fight left. Jones, DC trilogy, and I'm glad DC said he's not retiring. So that's most likely the fight we're going to see next. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Um, as far as betting tips for you guys from the fights that we reviewed, I would say for the value, I wouldn't bet straight on any of these guys except maybe Diego Sanchez. I think he's around a plus 265. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. You know, Diego Sanchez is the OG Ultimate Fighter. He's fought in four different weight classes and has over 40 professional fights. And, you know, recently his fights haven't been anything too crazy. He ran through Greg White. I, I think the only way that Mickey actually beats Sanchez is, is submission. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call second round knockout by Sanchez. I love that pick. And I think that he could even probably take Gall to a decision. But I think he will outclass Gall. Gall is um, a pretty big favorite in this fight, but I don't know why. I don't know yeah. why. Like, yes, he's the better in shape fighter. Maybe he's the younger guy, less brain damage. But his resume is not very impressive. Right. He couldn't even submit a guy in Randy Brown who'd been submitted before by someone who's not even not even relevant. Yeah. So you know, and, and uh, yeah, Diego doesn't lose per submission, and the only way that Gall wins is per submission. So right. you know, Gall's at minus three fifty, and Sanchez is. Plus two sixty five. Diego's never been submitted ever, no, ever, ever. ever. And he fought <laughs> Diaz. Yeah, yeah. They both had their types of exchanges on the ground. There was no submission there. Diego Sanchez is not getting submitted. There's no way. Diego Sanchez by TKO second round on goal. I like that value even straight. I if you want to throw him on a parlay with maybe Magomed Sharapov, Johnny Walker, yeah, and then- Woodley and Askren. So those are my picks. Yeah. No, I, I know we, we briefly went over it, but I'm, I'm liking Zhang, too. I think that she's going to demolish I don't bet on girl fights. No, no, you don't. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. But again, yeah, Zab- Zabit Magomed Sharapov, um, the odds for him right now, minus 250. Odds for Ben Askren, minus 280. Woodley. I love that value for Woodley at minus 150. He's always slept on. That's what I would do. That's what I would do. Throw a couple bucks on that. Parlay, Woodley, Askren, Magomed Sharapov, Johnny Walker. If you're feeling risky, throw Diego on it. But Diego wouldn't be a bad straight bet either. I think that's the straight bet of the night for sure. This is not an ad, but uh, mybookie.ag. That is my favorite website. They're actually one of the only websites available right now that offer UFC parlays, which is why I like to use them. Again, if you did want to parlay Johnny Walker, Magomed Sharapov, Woodley, Askren, you put a hundred bucks on that. You put ten bucks on that. A hundred would get you four hundred forty. Ten would get you forty-four. That's not that bad. Ten bucks on, on all favorites. That's a that's fun. That's, that's fun. fun. Yeah, I agree. Don't break your bank though. <laughs> oh man. Two thirty-six, man. Two thirty-six. The next pay-per-view. We'll just run through 236 real quick if you guys are interested. Uh, yeah, some some great fights. At first, I was thinking, why in the world did they do Tony Ferguson like that? At first, <laughs> okay, so Ferguson actually came out. Everyone thought Ferguson was just played and that he didn't deserve to sit on the sidelines. I don't know if you guys know, but it's uh, Dustin Poirier got the title shot for the interim belt at 155 to Max Holloway, who's coming up. That's such a fun fight. But Max Holloway did call out Tony Ferguson for that fight. But you guys have to understand, what does Ferguson have in this fight against Holloway for a second interim belt? 
The intern belt doesn't mean shit. Doesn't Ferguson's resume is impressive enough. He's won enough fights. He's beat the best guys. Why would he fight for the interim belt, get stripped, and then fight for a second interim <laughs> belt? That makes no sense. I respect Ferguson's. As much as I would love to see Holloway come up to 155 and fight Ferguson, that matchup's insane. It, To be fair to someone like Ferguson, it makes no sense for Ferguson to take that fight. The UFC did him wrong. I mean, he slipped and tore a ligament off his off his bone. He, it's not like he did anything risky. He was actually doing press for the UFC yeah. when he fell and injured his leg. And Dana stripped him of the belt. I like this fight, though. Not, I, I'm sorry. Like, I went on a rant there. Poirier versus Holloway for the 155 interim belt. Poirier, Poirier beat Holloway by submission yes, years ago. So this is actually a rematch. Yeah, I think it'll be really interesting. You know, it's been, a, like you said, a few years, I think. Look up that last time they fought, what, what year that was. Yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be an interesting fight. I love Max Holloway. I love the way he fights. Yeah, it'll be interesting. And then, of course, we got the co-main event at 185, Kevin Gaslam versus Israel Adesanya. Hold on, man. Dustin Poirier, he beat Max Holloway in 2012. That was seven years ago. Yeah. Seven years ago, Max <laughs> was 20. Max was 20. 20. 20. It, it makes all the sense for Holloway to be a favorite in this fight. I, again, like you're only as good as your last fight, so I'm not going to necessarily say things like Poirier getting KO'd by Michael Johnson are even relevant anymore. Mm-hmm. Dustin's looked incredible in his last fights. He actually got a Fight of the Year award for for his performance with Gaethje. This is going to be a fun fight. I do like Holloway to win this fight. I think Holloway has the cardio. I think Holloway has the composure. Poirier has both those things too, but again, man, this is... This is the Blessed Express, <laughs> and I'm on the Blessed Express the for blessed sure. Express. I think I think he has all the tools to keep this fight on the feet if he needs to. There's no submission happening. Holloway via decision, uh, unanimous decision in this fight. I think that's the, the move for sure. Do you want to talk about the coming event real quick? Absolutely. Of Sorry course. to interrupt you about that. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, I love Israel Asanya. I think this kid, you know, he is just so He's talented. a likable guy. He is. He is, and he is not afraid to talk shit. His Instagram <laughs> and his in- his Instagram is hilarious. I think that, um, but he 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 walks the walk too. You know, he does talk the talk, but he does walk the walk. Yeah, but we have okay. An argument against that is yeah. like we have not necessarily seen him against the top competition in the UFC. His style's phenomenal. Yes, he beat Brunson. He beat Brad Tavares, who was actually a really bad matchup for Stylebender. He should have lost that fight. But he, he, he performed as he should have very well. He's been on a tear. He beat Anderson Silva, who actually looked good. People say that they just fed Silva to the Wolves. I don't see it that way. I think Silva looked phenomenal in that fight, and Israel figured him out. Um, I believe Israel is a pretty big favorite in this fight. Oh, I'm imagining so. And I, yeah. I think the, the matchup makes a lot of sense. The only thing that makes me nervous is that Israel was fighting in two different divisions and two different organizations. He was, he was taking kickboxing fights in China while fighting in the UFC. This is not on his record. He's 16-0, and 0, but in 2017, he got viciously KO'd. Viciously KO'd. Really? I did not know that. Yes, he did. And, uh, I mean, much respect to the guy that knocked him out. I forgot his name. but And it was a good fight. Stylebender was actually winning the fight, but he did get KO'd really bad. And, uh, you know, Kevin Gastelum, his hands, 
You do not want to get hit by Gaston. He's been finishing everybody that he's been fighting. Right. He, he finished Michael Bisping with a beautiful one-two. He he took uh, Jacare to split decision. You can't hold that against Gaston. Gaston went went up in weight to take that fight. Jacare's an absolute monster. We haven't seen Israel Adesanya face any competition close to Jacare. Mm -hmm. So I think if you want to risk a few bucks... I'm not sure the value on Gaslam right now. I'm assuming he's probably like plus. I don't even think they have it yet. Plus, he's probably plus two thirty-ish. That's not that bad of a bet. But again, the styles for Israel Adesanya, it, it makes a lot of sense for Israel to keep this fight um, on the feet, keep his distance. Mm -hmm. He can probably get a, a late fourth or fifth round TKO. Hopefully, we haven't seen him really exercise his abilities that late into a fight. But uh, if Gastelum can catch anybody, and I, I like I like Gastelum in that fight as a dog. Yeah, I like that as a dog. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yeah. That was the UFC 235 breakdown. I really hope you guys enjoy it. We're going to enjoy it. I'm buying that pay-per-view. We're going to do a podcast next week. We're going to review the fights that we just broke down. And then we're also going to talk about um, any new fight news right now there's not much besides the gsp retirement and the announcement of holloway going up to the 155 pound belt uh if there's anything new we're gonna let you guys know stay tuned next week thank you so much i'm brent sahadi and i'm brandon starkey we'll talk to you next week cheers <laughs>